Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. His name is Bob Cardero. Bob Cardoro. Folks, I don't know what to call him, and neither do you. Bob Cardoro open. But Bob's got an opinion, and quite frankly, so do you. Bob Cardoro closed. So if you don't know what to call him, the most important thing to do is to call him. Bob Cordero. So pick up the phone, give Bob a call, and share your opinion. Because that's what makes America great. Call 570-883-0098. Well, you say Cordero. Well, I say Cordaro. You say Cordaro. I say Cordero. Cordero, Cordaro, Cordaro, Cordero. Just call the show. We'll talk. WILK 103.1 FM is proud to present the Bob Cordar. The Bob Corday. Just give Bob a call. We'll talk. This is the Bob Cordaro Show on WILK News Radio. Great good morning, everyone. It's 9 a.m. in Northeast PA. Thursday, April 20th, 2023. This is the Bob Cadaro Show, and I am he. It is a big day to fight for America, defend our values, and honor the brave who have made us and kept us free. So with history, our great founding fathers, and the incomparable Constitution of the United States of America as our guides, let us begin today's battle. A reminder, this Bob Cadaro Show, it will always be convincingly conservative. Lovingly logical, proudly and passionately patriotic, and reliably right. We honor today Jerome Pilney, born Carbondale, late of Simpson, Pennsylvania National Guard for six years. He worked at PennDOT, leaves behind his wife Patricia, two sons. John McLean, Scranton, U.S. Army, worked for the Scranton School District. Leaves behind his wife, Joanne. Willard Welch, Hanover Township, U.S. Army in Korea. He worked for Intermetro Industries. Raymond Bartuski, Nanticoke, U.S. Army, World War II, in Europe, Africa, and the Middle East. From 43 to 1943 to 1945. Uh, He was at the Meadows uh, retirement home. And he he loved Frank Sinatra. And then I saw this. He loved Frank Gervasi. 
formerly the Poets, my buddy Frankie. And that's two good Franks. And then Michael Gerald, Jerry Dench, Dixon City. U.S. Army Reserves, 1964 to 1970. He was partner at a architectural and engineering firm. And he worked among other projects on the Statue of Liberty. How appropriate. Well, we call this meeting of the Club for Common Sense to order because we necessarily must provide a sanctuary of sanity for all of you to uh, ruminate in, to bathe in, to luxuriate in, because we need it. It is a mad, 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 mad world, and we've got people running this country that own one of our two major political parties who are literally insane. And they're trying to create a culture where the opposite of truth is their truth. Maybe their lived experience. Who knows? But they're trying to turn everything upside down, so we do need a sanctuary. I got sent something. A lot of you send me great stuff on email. And it's a, a number of these sort of memes. And this one says, for the first time in history... You can simply post, he's an idiot, and 90% of the world will know whom you're talking about. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's, it's quite amazing that this doddering mental patient, he's leading the country. He was rejected by his own political party every time he ran for president. All of a sudden, he comes out of nowhere after losing primary after primary. A guy that I will never stop blaming for him by the name of Clymer, a corrupt congressman and, and racist congressman from South Carolina. And it all turns around. And, and they realize we can't do Bernie Sanders. We need to polish up Joe, hide him, and we could get him elected. You could play some shenanigans on the side, too. And so they did. They won. He's been installed, and he is is the worst president we've ever had. But now what is interesting is... With the Republicans taking control of the House, they can conduct hearings. And it's being ignored by the left stream media, all of these things. But an IRS whistleblower comes forward to tell us that political appointees of the Biden administration are trying to stop and have stopped 
investigations into Hunter Biden at the IRS. And then we have uh, another in- inspector. And remember, these are these are not necessarily political people, at least as far as I know. We'll find out later, but that doesn't discredit them even if they are. Because they're willing to put everything on the line to go against establishment Washington. So I give them a lot of credit. And another neutral party is telling us about Biden's chaotic and disgraceful and disgusting and deadly precipitous withdrawal from Afghanistan, which left 13 service members dead, that there's probably about $6 billion that nobody can account for, which probably means the Taliban who control the country have it. Now, that's in addition to the $85 billion in military equipment we left. Wow. And, oh, let me not forget this. The largest air base, Bagram, in the entire subcontinent of Asia. <laughs> you, you can't, you almost, you, man, you, you literally can't make it up. You cannot make up how horrendous this president is. Now, Victor Davis Hanson, I'm sure most of you know who he is. If you don't, look him up and start paying attention to him. He's one of the wisest observers and historians that I have ever observed or read. And he says the Biden 10-step plan for global chaos. Because remember, it isn't just domestic policy that's a, a, a disgrace, sickeningly so, between crime and the border and inflation and energy. Here's the questions he asks. Why is French President Manuel Macron cozying up to China while trashing his oldest ally, the United States? Why is there suddenly talk of discarding the dollar as the global currency? Why are Japan and India shrugging that they cannot follow the United States lead in boycotting Russian oil? Why is the president of Brazil traveling to China, by the way, whom the Biden administration supported surreptitiously with our intelligence services and and uh, Department of State against uh, Bolonzaro, who they opposed? Why is the president of Brazil traveling to China to pursue what he calls a beautiful relationship? Why is Israel suddenly facing attacks from its enemies in all directions? What happened to Turkey? Why is it threatening fellow NATO member Greece? Is it still a NATO ally, a mere neutral or de facto enemy? Why are there suddenly nonstop Chinese threats towards Taiwan? Why did Saudi Arabia conclude a new pact with Iran, its former arch enemy? Why is Egypt sending rockets to Russia to be used in Ukraine? Since when did the Russians talk nonstop about the potential use of a tactical nuclear weapon? Why is Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez 
Obrador bragging that millions of Mexicans have entered the United States, most of them illegally. And why is he interfering in U.S. elections by urging his expatriates to vote for Democrats? Why and how in just two years have a confused and incoherent Joe Biden and his team created such global chaos? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Being kept far away, the building off in the distance is still sealed off. As you said, the bodies have not yet been removed. A total of 15 people are believed to have died here, 12 students, one faculty member, and the two young killers. Investigators say this attack appears to have been carefully planned for a long time. One by one, students returned to Columbine High and left bouquets of flowers in a park half a mile away. A little bit of pain, a little bit of everything at once. It's deep, you know, but it's got to be strong. So parents, hug your kids. Pray to pray that be happy that you're with them. Kids, grab your friends, hold them tight, and never be mad at people because it could happen in a second that they'll be gone. Investigators found their first pipe bomb in the parking lot and the Denver bomb squad immediately sealed off the building. Robotic cameras later found the entire school was booby-trapped. Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold had apparently committed suicide, but investigators say they spent their final moments rigging the building and their own bodies with more than two dozen pipe bombs. This date, Fats Domino had the number one R&B hit with I'm Walking. And then 1999, the Columbine High School massacre took place in Colorado as two sick, sick people, students, shot and killed 12 classmates and one teacher before taking their own lives. Oh, my gosh. You know, you, you look at tragedies, and I, I look at the front page of the paper— the Scranton paper in uh, in this case. And I see that it is now pretty much proven that 
this Victor Spaziri was at a bathhouse. And he was drinking bourbon and vodka, had Adderall and Xanax. And that caused the crash on the Schuylkill Expressway that uh, killed the Uber driver and four incredibly promising young men. Michael Comerford, Christian Schimmelfenig, his twin, Tucker Schimmelfenig. And all this horror, all of this nightmare caused by this fool. We'll find out more about it. We'll keep on that story. It's, it's really disturbing me. Uh, another local thing, but it, well, not so much right here, Not with, at least not the listening area. A guy by the name of Bud Schuster, and he was an influential congressman when I was working on Capitol Hill. I got to meet him, know him a little bit. I loved him. It's one of these hard-charging characters. He died at the age of 91. He, he represented central Pennsylvania, but he was on the Transportation Committee, and even when he was in the minority, he was a powerhouse. When he was in the majority, he was even more than that. They called him King Asphalt. There's the Bud Schuster Highway connecting State College, Altoona, and the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Yeah. He was, uh, he was a good congressman. But yeah, this, this nightmare with these young men... Uh, the guy was a druggie. It wasn't just booze. I, I you know, I, whenever one of these things happens, it's not usually some guy with his first on his first rodeo. It's usually someone who is a nightmare. Now, he's been locked up this Spaziri on one million dollars bail. Now the the fact that he's not a minority maybe may mean that they're going to punish him appropriately. He murdered four people. The weapon was a vehicle, but he murdered them all the same. Now he he passed a breathalyzer test. But the state police believed he was under the influence of drugs or a combination of drugs while he was at this bathhouse. We'll find out what it's all about. I don't know. I, I, there is no answer to that. There's no. There's really nothing that can be recovered positive. There, there just isn't. It's it's a nightmare and it's a disaster. All right, so let's go back to <coughs> excuse me. I have this little bronchial cough. It's not a big deal, but I have it. And I'll try not to disturb you with it too much. We asked all those questions of things that have profoundly changed. In terms of our international relations since Biden is president. And here are the 10 ways 
by which America lost all deterrence, according to Victor Davis Hadson, one of our most brilliant historians and observers. Number one, Joe Biden abruptly pulled all U.S. troops from Afghanistan. He left behind the Taliban hundreds of Americans, thousands of pro-American Afghans. He abandoned billions of dollars in U.S. equipment, the largest air base in Central Asia, and a $1 billion embassy. Our government called such a debacle a success, and they did. The world disagreed and saw only humiliation. Number two, the Biden administration allowed a Chinese high-altitude spy balloon to traverse the continental United States, spying on key American military installations. The Chinese were defiant when caught and offered zero apologies. In response, the Pentagon and the administration simply lied about the extent that China had surveilled top-secret sites. That, that is their... Remember we caught them down at the airport with the illegal immigrants? You did. This show did. What did they do? They lied, and then their little minions like Matt Cartwright lied also. Number four. In June, oh, I'm sorry, number three. In March 2021, please remember this. At an Anchorage, Alaska mini-summit, Chinese diplomats unleashed a relentless barrage at their stunned and mostly silent American counterparts. They lectured the timid Biden administration diplomats about American toxicity and hypocrisy, and they've defiantly refused to explain why and how their virology lab birthed the COVID virus that has killed tens of millions worldwide. And remember what they did. They took the sickening, stupid, lie-filled rhetoric about racism and turned it on the Biden administration. And stupid, idiot Anthony Blinken just blinked. And the Chinese saw weakness again. Do you think they're spe- What do you think they're sending a spy balloon over the continent of the United States? They've got no fear of this fool. Number four, in June 2021, in response to Russian cyber attacks, remember this? Against the United States, they shut down uh, gasoline distribution in the southeastern United States. It was a catastrophe. Biden asked Putin to make off-limits certain critical American infrastructure. He actually gave him a list of things not to go after. It was so astonishing in its, in its breath of stupidity. Please tell me that these acts of stupidity and withdrawing the United States from the global energy complex did not lead to the, the disaster in Ukraine. Number five. When a, this, is another, this is another one. Please remember these greatest hits. When asked what he would do if Russia invaded Ukraine, Biden replied that the reaction would depend on whether the Russians conducted a minor incursion. Remember that stupidity? And see, because the media does not cover this, because his blind, idiotic supporters will not remember these things, we've got to remind them. 
Between 2021 and 2022, Joe Biden serially insulted and bragged that he would not meet Muhammad bin Salman, the leader of Saudi Arabia and one of our oldest and most valuable allies in the Middle East. Remember that? Called them a pariah state? Number seven. For much of 2021, the Biden administration made it known that it was eager and ready to offer concessions to Iran to re-enter the dangerous Iran nuclear deal. At a time when Iran had joined China and Russia in a new geostrategic partnership. Number eight. Almost immediately upon inauguration, the administration moved the United States away from Israel, restored financial aid to radical Palestinians, and both publicly and privately alienated the current Netanyahu government. Now, there's two more, but, but like, this is not an exhaustive list. I'll give you the other two on the other side. It is analogous. Climate change and weather are analogous. They're not the same thing, but they're analogous. But I watched Joe Snedeker put new information into his models and algorithms and change the weather. The weather changes almost every day. But a prediction made in 1972 about the climate is how we're going to govern your entire life. This is how silly these people are. This is how non-serious they are. This is why it's about a hell of a lot more than climate change that man has an influence on. All right, let me continue. Uh, so it's only going to be 72 Sunday and then or Saturday. Sunday, lingering showers early, then sun later. It's only going to get up to 60. Monday, partly cloudy, passing showers high of 55. And I heard Joe Snedeker on uh, Nancy and Jason, and he said it's going back to so-so weather as we head into May. So that was, uh, that's not that's not great. So, well, first of all, we want to uh, acknowledge and thank Pizza Bella, home of what? The non-carb crust? The non-carb crust, the no-carb crust, I apologize. And it's on Route 309 and Mountaintop. They're sponsoring the program. And let me let me continue with Victor Davis Hanson. This is the serial disgrace of Joe Biden and his just incompetent. Well, let me save words. Number nine, in serial fashion, Biden stopped all construction on the border wall and opened the border. He made it known that illegal aliens were welcome to enter the United States unlawfully. Some six to seven million did. He reinstated catch and release, and he did nothing about Mexican cartel importation of fentanyl that has recently killed over 100,000 Americans. 100,000 Americans, 100,000 people. Number 10, you, and I will guarantee you know someone. I'll guarantee it. Number 10, in the last two years, the Pentagon has embarked on a woke agenda. Now the Army is short by 15000 in its annual recruitment quota. The defense budget has not kept up with inflation that Joe Biden caused. One of the greatest intelligence leaks in U.S. history just occurred from the Pentagon. 
The Pentagon refused to admit culpability and misled the country about Afghanistan. The murder of our 13 troops. And the Chinese spy balloon flight. The current chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff called his Chinese communist counterpart. Please remember this. Mark Milley. He wrote this. This is is not something someone else is making up. Milley wrote it. He called his Chinese communist counterpart, the head of the People's Liberation Army, to advise him that the U.S. military would warn the Chinese if it determined an order from its commander-in-chief, Trump, was inappropriate. That is treason. Victor concludes this list of the uh, self-inflicted disasters could easily be expanded. But the examples explain well enough why our emboldened enemies do not fear us. Our triangulating uh, triangulating allies judge us unreliable. And calculating neutrals assume America's in dissent and too dangerous to join. Yet without America, the result is a new Chinese order in which to quote the historian Thucydides, the strong do what they can. Please remember this. The strong do what they can, and the weak suffer what they must. Yeah. Uh, Joe from Tritz Bark, thanks for your patience. Nations looking at the U.S. as your subject, Joe. Fire away. Yeah. I've been, you know, I'm trying to decipher this going on because this is madness going on everywhere. And, I mean, they're looking at our leadership. But if you look at when they address us, they're addressing us as a whole for picking that leadership. Yeah. For putting that leadership forward. All of our disarray that's going on in here. They look yeah, they look at our news. I mean, we are in a way the center of the world, really. They're looking at all of our protests, you know, all the you know, all the shootings and everything. They look these people as a whole shouldn't be in charge of all of the decisions that they are as currently. No, so, they're, I mean, they're, Joe they're, Biden is our leadership a, class is a disgrace. It is, it is, but I mean, half of us put them there. Yeah. So they're looking at all of us, you know, everything going on, and they're going, are these the people that are supposed to lead all of us? Yeah. And that's what they're using. And, and then I, I've seen nothing from the Republican Party that's going to, that gives me confidence in Biden not being reelected thus far. Yeah, when I saw, when I see Donald Trump running negative ads against Ron DeSantis, I, I get sick to my stomach. Yeah, if, if it's if it's Trump uh, Biden two and I think it will be, Biden's going to win again. I, I I don't see Trump beating him again, and unfortunately, that's going to be the green light for China. That's going to be the green light for Russia to push harder. If they get that man in office again, we're going to see a very big problem because they got four years now yeah. to do whatever mess they want to, and catches with our pants down, so to speak. Well, and I mean, there's no Joe on that optimistic it. note. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, well, this is a club for common sense. We got to reason our way I, out of this disaster. I, we got to figure it out. But I mean, this is something like I, you know, I, I tell my sisters and everything when we talk politics is fix your problems at home first, <laughs> then fix your problems in your neighborhood, and we will work our way up from there. Yeah, that's yeah. all we can do. We, 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 you know, you touched on the perfect point. We do what we can do. We advocate to those who will listen. We vote. We don't get down about what we can do. We just do it, and things will probably turn out okay somehow. 
Yeah, yeah, that's it. We raise our children right. They'll make right decisions in the future. We, it starts here in the house and then in our local towns. Amen. And that's all we can do for now. Amen. Joe, thank Thanks. you, my friend, as always. Appreciate it. Thank you. Now, here's a, here's a text. This is... <sighs> Bob, here's the thing that a-holes such as yourself simply don't have the intellectual capacity to understand. Not all of us Democrats like what Biden has done. He has let the majority of us down, as has Kamala, and yet we still aren't going to go jumping ship over into the GOP cesspool. Disappointment and dissent from Biden's performance does not equal conversion to your point of view. P.S. RFK Jr. ain't either. He's a poof. So now, he's set up This person has set up, and it's a mindset, because they're so anti-Republican or so pro-Democrat. I don't know. Whichever they are, it's stupid. It's an idiotic point of view. But today, a U.S. pianist came home to Russia. Vladimir Horowitz, Ukrainian-born, returned to the homeland he left in 1925. And as Walter Rogers reports, Horowitz's homecoming was a triumph. return to the Moscow stage was musical history. He left Russia 61 years ago in self-imposed exile. The Soviet police had thrown his piano into the street. But today Horowitz returned and the Soviet elite adored him. This concert in Moscow and the one in Leningrad are part of the new U.S.-Soviet cultural exchange. At 81, many consider Horowitz the greatest living pianist, and his Soviet tour caps a brilliant career. indicated. Horowitz performed in the Soviet Union to a packed audience at the Grand Hall of the Tchaikovsky Conservatory in Moscow. That is uh, etude in D-sharp minor that we played. And I, boy, I love classical music, especially classical piano. I, I, and I got to hear it growing up from my mother. She taught under Anna Leva if you remember her, and got there uh, because my grandmother lady was the cleaning lady for the Leva household. Now, Anna Leva, you want to talk about cultured people. They lived in the hill section of Scranton. And she had her, you know, she gave her piano lessons there. I just remember two or three pianos, like the grand pianos now, not just uprights. Lined up in this living room, maybe four. I, I've, you know, we were a little kid because I'd hang around with my mother while she was teaching. And uh, her husband 
was the conductor of the Northeast Pennsylvania Philharmonic. Very cultured people. But yeah, that that helped give me my appreciation. It sort of went sub rosa, and then as I grew older, I said, "Oh, I do love this stuff," and uh, and I do, I still do. But that was when the thaws in the so. Oh, by the way, my mother reminds me it was an etude, not an etude. Johnny wrote etude. Johnny, it's an etude. Okay. Anyway, we're honoring. Veterans, Jerome Pilney of Carbondale, uh, late of Simpson, John McLean of Scranton, Willard Welch of Hanover Township, Raymond Bartuski of Nanticoke, and Jerry Dench of Dixon City. Uh, coming up on the other side of the news, we got Dusty Hanvey of the Grassroots. This big May 6th concert is going to be good stuff. Down at the Kirby Center, 7 o'clock, Saturday night. Let's go to Andrew from Joyce. Hey, Andrew. Hey, how's, how's it going? It's good to check back in with you. I miss working in Pennsylvania. I've been working um, part-time with C-SPAN in New York City, and it's quite different. I describe it as uh, reefer and rats. <laughs> all like pot shops, <laughs> pot shops and... Uh, you know, big steroid-looking rats running around. Where is uh, where is uh, C-SPAN's uh, operations in Manhattan? Well, it's true story. It's in a storage shed. They had a office and a studio apparently before I started before COVID, and they like after COVID they closed down the studio. So now we have to go to a storage shed to get the gear and then take the Uber to the. It's mostly a book. You know, I work for the book TV. Yeah. And uh, so walking from Penn Station, you know, with all the weed and <laughs> going by the garbage with the rats, like these tough looking, um, <sighs> you know, the big rats, but they're like the one looked like a little pit bull, you know, like tough, like muscular looking. <laughs> what, are they last doing night, to, uh, what are they doing to our greatest <laughs> city? It's a, it's a shame. It is a shame. It looked like God. one was powerful paralleling me last night and um like it was walking on by the curb like kind of following me a bit and there's other things like with the penn station and the bathrooms you know it's i try to avoid the penn station bathroom but the um you know the guy was uh like a young a teenager he was looking in the bat in the men's bathroom like towards the urinals and i'm thinking oh his kid is in there you know he's waiting for his but he was gawking at the guys using the urinals. Then when I walked out, he's has, you know, his hands in his pants. So he's touch, you know, touching himself. So that was quite a first, you know, you think you saw it all in New York city, but that was pretty gross and disturbing, but um, I'm out of there today. But I just want to say with the, um, the text that you read from the Democrat, it doesn't matter what people think policy, but you're automatically right whether they agree with you because you are putting forth issues and they just use the word cesspool and that you're not intellectual, have the capacity, but they didn't make any arguments. Yeah. I don't have the intellectual policy. capacity. I don't have the intellectual capacity, but that person will vote against everything 
everything in their interest, their family's interest, their children's interest, their grandchildren's interest because of a political party label. Yeah, I don't have the intellectual capacity. See that that's You're right, that's and- pure insanity. It's all that's right. worse. I, I would almost prefer a person who agrees with this stupidity. Because then I'd say, all right, they're clearly delusional. This is a person who isn't delusional about what's happening, but is still going to vote for it. <laughs> You're right. And they didn't say one issue based no, thing. Like, they, they well, never, they never green will. energy. You know, they want to get off fossil fuels. So that's why they agree with shutting down our energy, you know, pipelines and stuff. So they didn't make a thing and they just used slang term of cesspool, but they said nothing. It reminds me of the morning, the lady in the morning would say, oh, the Republicans, they're crazy. Oh, well, I can't vote for them. They're crazy. But that's yeah. not an intellectual argument. And lastly, I want to ask you, since it's been about a year since I was in Wilkes-Barre and in Pennsylvania with the elections, the Democrats pivoted and they said they support fracking Fetterman and, and the governor. Um, so what is the case now to, you know, uh, we, we spoke progress. to, we got, we got to go, uh, Andrew, but, uh, I spoke to, uh, the, the head of the Marcella Shell coalition. And he said that we're getting good conversations, no results yet, but good conversations out of Shapiro. So we're fi- We're crossing our fingers. Andrew, thank you. As always, my friend. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 